Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. He will be locked up for a thousand years. It's assuming, I believe, that not only is it Satan, all the demonic realm will be cast there and they will be locked up. Uh, They're going to be waiting there for judgment day for them, for the white throne judgment. But interesting, during that thousand years, we won't have demonic activity. We won't have demons deceiving and all that. But yet, we know, as we'll look at, man still rebels against God on the earth. Those that are born during that time, they'll have an opportunity. That's pretty sad to me because... Some, you know, you think about, well, if only the enemy, the devil was removed, then we would be fine. No more sin. No, no. People still will rebel against God. We'll look at that. But did you notice it says, I saw an angel to deal with Satan? It doesn't say a special angel like Michael the archangel. It doesn't say a host of angels. It took a host of angels to wrestle Satan down to the ground and doesn't even say that. It doesn't say Jesus had to go down and get off his horse and wrestle with, with Satan and finally capture him. And it doesn't, no, it just says an angel, an unnamed angel, takes care of God's bidding. Just an angel. And I believe that with this text, it's important for us to realize that you know, we can give Satan way too much credit, which he doesn't deserve. And I also believe with this text, as we see he's being bound and for a thousand years, I believe we have to be careful when we get into this whole uh, dispute with, with the demonic realm and all. Yes, we have authority in Jesus' name. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, when I was growing up, there was some demonic activity in our home. Matter of fact, my mother, she passed away when I was five months old, so I didn't know my mother. And my sister wanted to bring my mother back so we would have seances at her house and we would say mom if you love us knock on that wall and you'd hear we'd say three times here boom boom there's a knock we're like whoa that's crazy but we're like she's here i don't believe she was there i think it was demonic and we kind of opened the door for demonic even at a young age and it's scary stuff and we'd even i mean literally i'm not this is just craziness. I mean, we would take a deck of cards. We'd take a queen of hearts. We'd put it on the bottom of the deck. We'd say, Mom, if you love us, put the queen of hearts on the top of the deck. And we would put the, the, the card over. It would be the queen of hearts. That's how it was just evil. It's, it, and here we thought as young kids, oh, Mom's here and she's listening to us. No, I, I really believe it was demonic. Why do we believe it was demonic? Because there was weird activity in that house constantly. I believe we opened that door. I would go be home all by myself. I'd take a shower. I'd come out. Doors that I would, because I was, you know, I knew that there was some presence in the house. So I would, you know, shut doors, lock doors. I would come out of the shower, and all the doors would be wide open. And I'd hear doors, and I'm like, this is weird. I mean, so it was frightening. So before I became a Christian, I, I heard someone say that we have authority. And so then I would, you know, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I would, like, command Satan to get out and stuff like that. And, that, and you can't do that. Do you know that? You have to have the Holy Spirit. But there's groups, I believe, that this, they get into too much of this. We bind you, Satan. They, it's too much into the binding, which we have authority, yes. Uh, please don't misunderstand this. We have authority in Jesus' name. But the sons of Sceva, remember in the book of Acts? They said, we exercise you demons in the, in the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches. Do you remember what happened to them? The demons jumped on them. 
So we have to be careful with this. We better make sure you're a Christian when you're dealing with the demonic realm and you have the Holy Spirit. But listen, guys, with the Holy Spirit, we have power over all satanic realm. But be careful how we do it. Remember Michael the archangel, it tells us in Jude 1, verse 9, it says, yet Michael the archangel in contending with, can we say that together? The devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, so there was a dispute over the body of Moses, right? He said he dared not bring against him a reviling, can we say that together? Accusation, but said, can we say that together? The Lord, the Lord rebuke you. And I believe that's the safest place we can be. Just when we're dealing with any kind of evil or demonic activity, just the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. And realize, though, we do have power over all evil. And that's, it's important for us to realize that because I think we can go into the other realm and, and think that, you know, that we have no power and then we get overwhelmed with evil. And no, 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 we have power. But, but realize that we have that power. And realize something else that I'll tell you who the devil is not. He's not equal to God, a co-equal to God. I pray we know that, right? Like some would say, oh, God finally beat him at the end. It was a tough battle for God, but he finally won at the end. No. The devil is a created being. God created him. God, do you know God is using him for his own purposes? To really expose the heart of man? So it's good for us to realize that. In Deuteronomy, it, it kind of gives us some clarity. It says, therefore, know this day and consider in your heart. So in other words, make sure you understand this inside that the Lord himself is God in heaven above and on what? The earth beneath. There is no, in other words, there's no one equal to him. And we have authority. And it's so good to realize. I believe application for us as we talk about the devil, we talk about Satan, he will be bound for a thousand years when Jesus Christ comes back. But for us today, application today is to realize in Christ Jesus, we have victory. Do you know that? We have victory in Christ. And I'm going to give you scriptures that you're well aware of. Well, this is actually one that uh, when we see him, this is the devil. Isaiah tells us when we see him, it says, those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble and kingdom shake? In other words, when we see him, we're going to like, are you kidding me? (laughs) We were afraid of him. That's what it's saying. You guys know this, 1 John 4, 4. You are of who? God, little children, and have overcome them because he, capital H, who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You guys know that one. Guys, I pray for all of us as believers that we realize the victory we have through Christ Jesus our Lord. Greater is he that's in us than he who's in the world I pray we walk victoriously. I pray that we don't allow the enemy to deceive us. Listen, one of the greatest tools, and we're going to talk more about this in a minute, that the devil has against us is deception. Do you know that at the cross, the devil was disarmed at the cross? In other words, listen, the enemy has, maybe they still have like, you know, in the spiritual realm, like spiritual guns, but they're blanks. And not like Alec Baldwin. These are real blanks. These are not going to... They're not going to work. Sorry about that. But it's, it's true, though. These are blanks. They, they will not work. 
So what does he do? Listen, he cannot hurt the believer because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So he works in the mind, in deception, to deceive you. And it's powerful. I've met many people. They're like, oh, no, pastor, and and this is going on, and that's going on. It's like, what are you talking about? You have authority. He was disarmed. At the cross of Christ, when Jesus Christ died at the cross, he, he disarmed the powers and principalities and rulers of darkness. The other great one that goes with this, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build whose church? My church. Jesus said, my church. And the gates of what? Hell. Or Hades. Shall not prevail against it. I believe the gates of hell means the, the, at the gates of a city, you'd had all the rulers and all the elders were at the gates and saying, even all the rulers of darkness will not prevail against my church, Jesus said. That's a good reminder for us, amen? amen. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should, can we say that word together? Deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years were finished, but after these things, he must be released for a little while. I remember when I first read that, I'm like, why release him? (laughs) Did that happen to you when you first read that? But now I understand why, because God's going to use him for his purpose, and we'll talk about that next week and probably the next two weeks. We'll talk more about that later, but... There's a reason. God's going to release him. Because, again, when I first read as a baby Christian, I'm like, what, dude, why'd you just let him go? You had him. Just keep him. Why do you? No, God's going to use that. There's a reason for it. You know, probably. We'll look closer at that later. That he should not deceive the nations. He, there's a seal on him. I, for the seal, I believe it's for security. There's a, a special seal that's going to be placed upon him so he doesn't escape. So uh, for the thousand years, there's no releasing him. These, th- there's a special kind of seal. I don't know what kind of seal, but so get this. There's a key. They lock him up. If that's not good enough, he's got a chain. If that's not good enough, there's a seal. He's in prison. He's not getting out for a thousand years. We don't have to worry during the thousand years. I, like biting our nails, like, is he going to get out? I mean, that's pretty bad. No, he's not getting out. God We'll put him there for a thousand years. But what does he do? What is his main crime? We touched on this last week. It's deception. And notice the nations. So Satan, when he fell, when, when Satan was in heaven, his name was Lucifer. Lucifer was in heaven, and when he rebelled against God, he took a third of the angels with him in rebellion. So these demonic realm, they're around the world. They're deceiving people. Satan himself, I, I highly doubt any of us come toe-to-toe with Satan himself. I believe, you know, there's, he's, you know, got some bigger fish that he's, he's after. But here's this dominion, this demonic realm that brings de- deception all around the world. Do you know people that do not have Christ, that are not born again, biblically speaking? They're deceived. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit to see what's right and what's wrong. But we're, we're to be that group that are not to be deceived. That's why it's so important, the book that's in front of you, the, the Bible that you use, that we're in it constantly, day by day, reading it, seeking it, knowing truth. Why? Because if you do not know the truth of God's word, you will be deceived. Deception's real. I remember a while back, talked about deception. We... In the mail, we received a letter from our 
old mortgage company. We refinanced our house, and they sent us a letter. They said, we made a mistake on the paperwork. We owe you monies. We'll be sending you a check. And that was it. And they didn't give the amount. I'm like, well, how much? And it didn't say. And so I showed my wife, I showed Kathleen the letter. She says, look, they're going to send us some money. She goes, how much? I go, it doesn't say. It just says they're sending us a check soon. And so we started thinking about that. Well, what did, you know, a hundred bucks? Maybe a few hundred dollars? And we're like, maybe over a thousand. That would be nice. We could use it. And so we're just kind of thinking about, well, how much? And then I thought, anything over zero is good. So it's going to be good. No matter what we get. And so we're waiting anxiously. We're like, you know, did, you know, she'd go to the check the mail. Did, did we get our check yet? No. And finally, like 10 days later or two weeks, whatever it was, I don't even remember, but it showed up. It was a dollar. <laughs> I took a picture of it. I was just shy. I'm like, are you kidding me? It wasn't worth the paperwork in writing us this. And it's like, and the, my, my point is this, the self-deception. We were just like deceived, like it's, you know, it's got to be at least this much. And it's just, deception's real. Deception is so real today. If I didn't know the Bible, I would think we were living in the time of the tribulation. I really would. The Bible tells us after the rapture of the church, when we're gone, a strong delusion will come upon the earth and people will believe the lie because they didn't believe in the truth. Guys, you don't want to be here when deception comes. It's going to be demonic, and even God's going to allow a strong delusion. Some even believe it's possible. There's that theory that maybe it's because there's so much being spoken now about you know, aliens and UFOs and all that. You know, that sounds like a good solution. When we all disappear, millions of people disappear all over the world. They'll say, the aliens took them away or something. Possibly. We don't know. Just hypothetical. But guarantee, there'll be a strong delusion. But right now, there is a lot of deception going on. And I, like I said a minute ago, if I did not know the Bible, I would think we're living in the time of tribulation. It's so deceptive. Let's see, did you guys see this? How many saw this? Biden regime is considering to pay hundreds of millions to illegal alien families separated the border in 2018. He wants to give $450,000 per illegal alien. I personally believe that's very deceptive. How about this? How many saw this? The new passport. New passport. U.S. issues the first time ever a passport where you can mark gender as X. So this is uh, new that's coming out for if you are, and it goes on, if you, you have an option to an, a non-binary, intersex, or gender non-conforming people, then you can mark X. My Bible tells me in Genesis that they were male and female. Let me read it to you. Not that, and seriously, there are, people are confused. And so I trust the Bible. I believe the Bible. Genesis 1.27 says, For God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Male and female. How about this? Senator Ron Johnson to Newsmax, Max, he says, young people are being indoctrinated to hate America. And he gives the study that shows that definitely... Uh, they're being in schools, they're being indoctrinated today to hate America, this wonderful country that was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. How about this? Louisiana mom says son was vaccinated at school without her consent. So in Louisiana, her 16-year-old son went to school. 
He came home, and there was a mobile unit there, and without parental consent, he was vaccinated, and she's looking at threatening a lawsuit. Illinois will soon allow minors to seek an abortion without parental consent. I believe we have that in California already, don't we? But good news, as we talk about deception, I love what Ronald Reagan said. He said, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Let's look back in our text. John the Apostle says, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. We'll talk about that, who they are. Then, don't miss this, then, separate group. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Who are the ones that were beheaded that did not receive the mark of the beast? Who is that? Tribulation saints. That's very clear. That's the tribulation saints. So we know for a fact with our text, the tribulation saints will reign with Christ for a thousand years. But then you might say, well, where's the church? I believe the first part's us. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw, that's another group, I I believe this is the church. And you might say, well, pastor, do you have scripture to help back that up? We looked at it in Revelation 5.9. This is speaking of the 24 elders. I believe they represent the church. This is why I believe it. It should spells it out to me here. It says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll, talking about Jesus, and to open its seals, for you were slain, that's Jesus, and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Who was redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ? The church. Out of every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Kings and priests to our God. So it's very possible, I believe, that it's the church that's sitting on the thrones. Guys, somehow, some way, when we get to heaven, we're going to be kings and priests with Christ. I believe as kings, we're going to somehow rule over some territory. I don't fully understand. And possibly it's going to be here on the earth. So I know I've mentioned this before. Pastor Chuck Smith said that he wants to rule over Hawaii, so I'm not even praying about Hawaii. (laughs) But Sunset Beach would be nice. Do you, know that, do you know that we are, Calvary Chapel of Harbor is the only church they've ever had in over 100 years. They've never had a church in their community ever. So when we opened up the Women's Club, the Sunset Beach Women's Club, back in 2003, May 18th of 2003, we were the very church they've ever had in their community. They've been since annexed uh, by Huntington Beach. So that'd be fine. I'll even take the green belt out here. That'd be great. Just give me... <laughs> The green belt. But somehow we're going to, there's going to be forced righteousness and there will be peace, but yet somehow we're going to be over territories again and somehow we're going to help out in the priesthood and, and how all that works. We don't have, you know, we can only look at scriptures that we have, but we just know that we're going to reign with him. So very possibly we're the ones on these thrones and judgment was committed to us. Another great verse that goes with this, it's in 1 Corinthians 6 2. It says, do you not know that the saints, that's us, will judge the what? Will judge the world. And if the world will be judged by you, and this is a rebuke to the church in Corinth through Paul the Apostle, he says, since they'll be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest of matters? 
And he's rebuking them because they're going to secular courts and trying to you know, go to the secular people to, to help with their disputes. And he's saying, why do you do that? Don't you realize you're going to be one day rulers and, and judges over the whole world? Can't you solve these things on your own? Guys, that's why we spend so much time in the word of God. Because we won't know how to judge unless it's through the word of God. That's where we get our truth. And I believe the application, I believe the encouragement again, and it's very simple. The, the, the simple application for us today is know your Bible, keep in your Bible, keep reading your word. Your Bible's not going to save you. You get some people that say, oh, yeah, you know, you guys are all about the Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. And no, wait, 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 whack that up a minute. Because I think that's, a, a, I think that's the, one of the rudest things you can say. Why do I say that? Because Jesus Christ is the word of God. Can we get too much of Jesus Christ? No way. He's the word of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God. And for us to judge, it's not going to be about what we think, our feelings, our opinions. It'll be based on the truth of the word of God. What is real? What is right? What is true? So we need to know not only him personally, but we need to know what he says. And in order to know what he says, we, we need to know what God's word, what his word says. So we're going to somehow, some way, be able to understand, to be able to judge even the world as we'll be sitting on thrones there in the millennial kingdom. As we talk about the millennial kingdom, there's a great passage in Luke chapter 12. This is Jesus speaking, and I, I hope we get a hold of this. Luke 12:32. this is Jesus. He says, do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the what? The kingdom. This is Jesus speaking about God the Father. And you ever stop to think what gives pleasure to God the Father? And, and you think about it, what brings him pleasure? What, you know, I know what brings us pleasure. There's different things that can bring us pleasure. But what brings God the Father pleasure, it tells us right here, it gives him good pleasure to give you and I the kingdom, to give us the kingdom of God, not part of the kingdom, not resources from the kingdom, to give us the kingdom. The Bible tells us that we're heirs, joint heirs with Christ in the kingdom age. Somehow it's going to be given to us. And it's like the father, you know, it's almost like I, I get this, you know, thinking about this uh, when I love giving gifts. And when I give gifts, I'm like, oh, I hope it's good. I hope that I'm just, I'm watching their expressions. Like, do they like it or not? You know, it's like, and then there's like, oh, look at this. This is so great. And it's like, oh, that's so good. I, it gives me pleasure to do that, to see that. It's like, that's so awesome. And it's almost like to me, this visual, what gives God the father great pleasure? It's like, here's the kingdom. I've got the kingdom for you. And it gives him great pleasure. We're going to be looking at more of this millennial kingdom, the rule of Christ, this time when we're going to be together with him, where Jesus Christ, once he sits on the throne, it says he will rule forever. Never again will there be corrupt government ever again. That day's in front of us. And I believe that day might be very soon in front of us. As we look at Bible prophecy, as we look at the things, all these pieces of the puzzle with Bible prophecy, when I would study Bible prophecy, and I would look at these pieces of the puzzle and say, where does this fit? How does this fit? Where does this come in place? And one by one, in these last two years or so, or three or four years, one by one, this piece is together, that piece is together, this piece is together, this piece is together. And it was like, wow, Lord. And listen, please listen to this. These are signs of his second coming. And the rapture's before that. I pray that we're ready. I pray that we're excited. If God is that excited to give us the kingdom, I pray that we have an excitement about it. I literally thought when I first read about the millennial kingdom, I thought, 
wow, we're going to be in heaven. It's going to be glorious. But then why come back to this earth? Because this earth will be beyond anything you can imagine. It'll be brought back to that state when God first created it, before sin came in, before rebellion came in. And it's going to be a glorious place for all of us to be. He's excited to give it to us. It gives him great pleasure. Oh, I pray. As we study in these next few weeks more about this millennial kingdom, that we would take great pleasure and that we would be excited for his kingdom to come. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.